Sweden boys back with another episode. Uh, it's a good chat. We kind of uh, weren't really planning on it. Uh, Olin got a new mic that we were setting up, making sure everything sounded good. And uh, kind of segue into a nice little chat. Hope you enjoy. Or you can just get a motorcycle and boom. Or I mean, you know, I could just piggyback with you on your motorcycle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take us forever to get there, but I'm down. I don't know. I think I think we'll still get there faster. Is it downhill? Well, I mean, it's it's a bit of both. Okay, so there's some straight, there's some up, there's some down, but more than anything. I think being on a motorcycle, you get there a lot faster just because you get to cut through a lot of traffic, and that's the only reason it take a long time. Oh, yeah. No, dude, that's why uh, I think Washington is uh, – they're either talking about doing the lane splitting or that it's already implemented, but, oh, yeah, that lane splitting is the truth. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I've been doing it whenever I ride anyways, but I don't have to too often because I'm just city, city riding, and it's – yeah, it's not too bad. It's not hot or anything, so I don't mind waiting. But, I was going to say, you're, you're also not the type of guy that's usually in a hurry whenever you're getting from point A to point B. Oh, hell no. Well, it's just like enjoying the fucking ride. Oh, yeah. On my bike, never that, but my car, for sure. Road rage is real. Oh, yeah. No, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I don't have an issue taking my time to get somewhere, but I also I, I do have an issue if you don't know how to fucking drive. It, exactly. Exactly, dude. That's where I'm at with it. For it sure. don't matter if there's no traffic or heavy traffic. If you don't use your blinkers, you get cussed out. Oh, yeah, you're a piece of shit if you don't use it. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fucking talk, dude. I cannot stand that. That's my biggest pet peeve on the road. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, every car has them. So yeah. I don't By know why way, you're not using it. Uh, real quick, real quick sidebar. You really need to get an Instagram set up for yourself. That way you can be uh, following some, uh, some different folks. There's a uh, one Instagram in particular that you should follow that I think posts probably the funniest MMA related shit I've ever seen, and it's um. I'll make it for the podcast. It's as shopped as it gets. I think it's called. Oh shit! <laughs> making, making fun of it as real as it gets. <laughs> um, they posted a and like some of the stuff they post is just like absolute retardation, but other stuff that they post is actually like real stories. But they'll post like a funny ass spin on it. They posted one today of uh announcing Artem Lobov versus Bruce Leroy. Oh, God. They said, uh, some, speaking of that, though, dude, I saw uh, someone commented, I forget where they posted it, but they said Lobov versus uh, Floyd for the first MMA match. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it was a troll, but it was hilarious. It was hilarious, dude. The goat Lobov. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. Dude, you, you and me both. He's oh the my worst. God. Dude, he has a losing record. He lost in tough. He's got a losing record, but a winning friendship or friendship. <laughs> hey, it pays to know people, dude. Dude, he didn't even have to do his introductory fight to get on tough, did he? Or no, oh, that was that other guy. That was Cathal Pendry. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know about um, his introductory, but I know for sure he got beat and then he got brought back. Because yeah, of you gotta, uh, see, you gotta see that guy. That okay. guy already retired from MMA because he was so bad. Oh my god! His name was Cathal Pendred, and uh, yeah, he was he was 
not a good fighter. <laughs> I personally, I, I actually CM Punk's better? I thought that that guy should have been CM Punk's first fight. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that would have been a good matchup. And then that would have let uh, CM Punk shine for a little bit. He would have at least got to stand and bang for a minute. Yeah. Well, CM Punk didn't look like he wanted to. He was gone. Straight shot. Oh, CM Punk wanted to, he wanted to swing, man. Oh, I don't remember that fight at all, then. So, you don't, because he wanted to stand and bang. He actually, the the uh, entire stand-up of it that consisted was him throwing one sloppy right cross and getting swept. Oh, okay. Because he trained to mostly do stand-up, because stand-up is a lot easier to master than uh, Zin Jiu-Jitsu, in my opinion. Not necessarily master, but to get proficient in Oh, yeah, no, um, I can see that for sure. It's a lot easier to learn how to get hit in the face and recover from it than it is to learn how to get arm barred and recover from right, it. Right, right. You know, it's pretty belittling. I don't um, remember that fight at all then, dude. Holy yeah, shit. There's, there's a lot of things that people don't remember about that fight, and that's what actually kind of agitates me. Is I, And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that CM Punk deserved a shot in the UFC instantly. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that any of that circus was, was right. Right. I'm just saying that you got to give the dude credit where it's due. So let's talk about his opponent, Mickey Gall. Okay, what has Mickey Gall done before and after that fight? Uh, before that fight, he was on looking for a fight. He won, and he got into the UFC. Right. Right. So he's in the UFC. They give him a fight in the UFC to test him. He beats that guy in what I believe was 42 seconds. Okay, he tapped his UFC opponent out in less than one minute. Then they feed him a WWE wrestler with zero combat sport experience other than fake wrestling. I thought uh, he went 3-0 before fighting CM Punk. Or did he not? No, he did not. Damn. He's only had four fights in the UFC. His biggest thing would be Sage North Northcutt, but that's not even a big deal. Thank you. So, what I'm going on about is this. He beats Mike Jackson in like 42, 43 seconds, right? Under a minute. Okay. He then fights CM Punk. Damn. As his very second fight in the UFC. CM Punk's first fight in mixed martial arts ever. Right? Yeah. So, I'm trying to pull up his uh, his show dog real quick to see what the actual time was. It's, It's actually kind of funny to me that CM Punk has a sure dog um, <laughs> stats page. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, okay. <clears throat> Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to freaking see. So who do so, you think CM Punk should get? CM Punk lasted two minutes and 14 seconds. Two minutes and 14 seconds against his opponent, Mickey Gall. Right. The same Mickey Gall that won his other fights in substantially less time for the most part. Right. He went against, um, let's see here, he went against his uh, first pro fight, not in the UFC, the one that got him into the UFC. It was only two minutes and 53 seconds before he won by rear naked choke. He then went against Mike Jackson in 45 seconds, won by rear naked choke. He then went against CM Punk, who he took two minutes and 14 seconds to also rear naked choke. Damn. He then went on to fight Sage Northcutt, who he defeated in round two in less than two minutes by rear naked choke. Damn. You hand him one person that's in the UFC that's an actual competitor that has had real 
tough fights and has had, you know, these proving moments as a fighter in Randy Brown. And what happens? He gets beat by unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. He got handed. He got whipped, too, in that. I remember that for sure. But the thing is, the way that he got whipped by Randy Brown is actually worse than the way that he beat CM Punk. Because he's a crazy black belt. Yeah. And he has great, like, vast experience. He has five pro fights and two amateur fights on his shirt on history. Damn. So five pro, two amateur fights, and all wins except for one. And that was the one big, big, tough competitor he had to go against. Sage Northcutt is still a really young kid. He's still learning. I mean, up until this last fight that he had, his dad was his coach. Yeah. No, no, Sage. I, I've never understood why they're trying to push him. I really, I really never I, have. I do. I think that the kid is incredible. I think that at 19 years old, he's. Are you kidding me? He's, he's absolutely amazing. Look at, look at what happened this last Saturday. You had a guy that got his eyes almost dug out, in Jake Matthews, and the kid's only 23 years old, but he's more mature than 90 percent of the people in the oh, UFC. Oh, man, dude, he. I've seen. I'm on his hype train all day. That dude is amazing. You can't be on his hype train and not be on Sage Northcutt's hype train because Sage Northcutt is 21 years old and is, in my opinion, more mature than Jake Matthews was as a fighter two years ago. And he has a far a far more superior record. Oh, there's no shade thrown at him. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, but, you know, he is, he, is work, he, he is working, though, on the record. You know what I mean? Now that I think about it, because instead of just hopping with the train he is just you know taking his time and developing so you're right you're right i can't be too mad at that's him. the thing like he's only he's 21 right. years old and i think a lot of people forget that yeah 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 no yeah i i can't disagree with that because it's super I, forget. Easy to forget. I forget because it's you know you get so focused on what's happening you know on the big screen it's like uh i forget instead of just hopping to the top level and, okay, now sweep him under the rug because he wasn't ready, he's developing, and then when he comes, you know, to the big show, he's going to just fucking annihilate, you know, or exactly. at least be able to hang, you know? And, I mean, I, I, I wasn't trying to be little Jake Matthews, by the way. Like, I'm a huge fan of that guy. Oh, yeah, no, no, that no. Guy's, uh, watching his career for a while now. And you want to talk about, like, impressive as far as performances go, this guy, before he made it to the UFC, beat Luke the Jedi Jamo, who was in this last week's UFC card, by rear naked choke in round two. Damn. That's like a fight that I didn't even know about myself, right? Okay. His first big fight in the UFC was uh, UFC Fight Night 65, Neotic versus Hunt, and he fought against freaking James Vick, the executioner. Ooh. So, I mean, James Vick welcomed him to the UFC in a pretty big way. Right. And um, he won that one? Uh, he actually lost that one. He lost that one in the first round by submission. He got guillotine. Okay. After that fight, he came back and fight Akbar Ariola, who was a, a pretty decent name at the time. He was uh, starting to build his, his name up as well. He kind of fell off now that I'm thinking about it. But um, that was at the Rousey versus Home Fight card, actually. He was on the undercard. And he got a win in round two via doctor stoppage. So that was a, that should tell you how that fight was going. Oh, yeah. After that, he fought Johnny Case. Johnny Hollywood Case, another good fighter that I, that I like seeing grow. And uh, he beat that guy with 15 seconds left in the match by Damn. rear naked choke. Okay, okay. 
So then he goes on and fights Kevin Lee and gets TKO'd in round one. But, I mean, come on. That's Kevin Lee. You're talking Kevin Lee versus Jake Matthews. This is four fights ago for Jake Matthews, dude. Yeah, right. So in 2016, in July, he fights Kevin Lee and gets beat. Then he comes back and fights Andrew Holbrook and gets beat in a split decision. So then they give him uh, Bojan Velikovic, and he wins that one by split decision. And then this last fight, I, I would venture to say he wasn't even the same fighter. Damn. But the thing is that you have to take into account is this. His last time fighting before then was, let's see, it looks like, you think he, he was? You think he was like out of his like out of character, or he's? Just... I I do I do. I okay. Think this last fight of his was at a different weight class. He's actually going back to his old weight class, and I think that that plays a huge part for this kid. Okay. Why because is that? He was uh, well, he was cutting down to one fifty five, I believe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because so... he fought James Dick. So he was cutting down to one fifty five. That's a big guy. Yeah. Damn, and so now he's cutting back down. He's no, he's up, now he's up at one seventy again. Oh yeah, damn! Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Is you saw how cut and ripped he looked? Yeah. How can you? Damn, dude. he was cutting the down one, to one fifty five. Okay, Khabib. Dude, he like when he was cutting down to one fifty five, he looked like disgustingly photoshopped. Just a like, stick figure body with a big ass bobblehead. No, like he looked good. He's, that's what I'm saying. He was photoshopped. Like, it's scary. Oh, damn. I'm actually going to send you a picture real quick. Because, like, I don't... Like, you're going to look at him and be like, whoa, that's the same guy? <laughs> Let me see. Let me pull it up here. Uh, we'll go new window. Try that. Yeah, that's what I want. If you scroll down to where it actually shows the pictures... Okay. Then it'll... Uh, but it'll, it'll already be on that picture. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, just scroll down the page, you said? Hold on, let me see if I can actually just find it. Because the, the link just brought up um, just one single picture. He's throwing up the little Hawaiian suave thing, whatever the fuck it is. Speaking of him, though, man, what do you think about that ref? That ref should be fine. One hundred percent. That ref, that Man, ref deserves a, a a huge fine. Hear me out. This is crazy, but what do you think of like? Uh, I mean, it's probably impossible right now, but some sort of like a AI or something for refing because so emotions are gone. It's just cut and dry. You know what I mean? Because for things like that, I mean, there's really no play. He could have got blinded. You know. Um, no, I mean the kid. The kid. It could have ruined his entire career. Exactly. You know what I mean. So there, there, there's not like a gray area for it to be a ref to be like, oh no, I have a better angle. I can see he's okay. No, that was like two knuckles deep, minimum. You know, with two fingers, right? Yeah. No, he was he was like dug in, and a little bit of a it hook was, to him. So I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was absolutely disgusting the way that that guy was just digging in there. Oh yeah. Uh, whether it's to escape or not, dude, there's yeah. rules you're you have to abide by. Holy so shit! That's a different looking kid, man. Holy <laughs> shit! 
Look at his ribs. Okay. His like the side abs coming off his ribs. Oh my god. Those little yeah, those little he baby ribs. He looks photoshopped. Yeah. Damn. Hella young looking too. He was 19 when he started in the UFC. He was Sage Northcutt's age. That's exactly why I brought up Sage. That's right. He uh, grew two inches since he's been in the UFC. There you go. Like, <laughs> dude, legitimately, Sage Northcutt is 21 years old right now. Damn. And that's that's exactly what I'm saying is when this kid was 21 years old, he was getting beat by Kevin Lee and Andrew Holbrook. Damn. So, I mean, that he literally had... He had three fights in 2016. He beat Johnny Case, uh-huh. got beat by Kevin Lee, and then got beat by Holbrook. He took the rest of the year off, literally almost an entire year, because he fought November 26, 2016, lost a split decision, and then he came back November 18, 2017, and won a split decision. I'm pretty sure in that one, he was still fighting at 155. Damn. Oh, no, never mind. That, uh, the guy he came back and beat. Oh, that's the guy he beat. I, I remember that, actually. Hey. That's another, that's another uh, little prodigy kid. Bojan Velikovic, Serbian Steel. Man, I feel bad for that guy because I feel like when they were talking about him originally, he was going to be like something special, right? Right. And then he comes in and he got a draw against Michael Graves and then he lost against Sultan Ali. They gave him Nicholas Masoki and he won by knockout. And then the next two they beat him is Darren Till and Jake Matthews. Oh my god. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of Till, what's up with him? What, what do you mean, what's up with him? What's he up he, to? What's he up to? Same thing he's been up to the last, last couple post fight speeches, man. Drinking his own Kool Aid. <laughs> I want to see him fight. I want to see him fight too, but. Who are you thinking? I don't know. Huh. Honestly, like you can like Drew's a huge fan of his. He thinks he's absolutely incredible, and I'm, I'm not knocking the kid. I think that he has skills, but I also think that when the last couple of people that you beat, like he got a draw with Nicholas Dalby, he beat Jessen Ayari, uh, Bojan Velikovic, who we were just talking about, right? Wendell de Oliveira Marquez, Laert Costa Isilva, like. If I have to take my time to read their names, if that's your hit list, how are you calling out big names, man? Hey, Cowboy the Gatekeeper, man. Cowboy's not a gatekeeper. That's me. Don't say that. <laughs> that's that's not okay. What do you think he needs to do then? <laughs> What's next for him? The Cowboy? I don't I don't think he gets past Yancey. Honestly, I think I think Donald Cowboy Saloni can go for another belt run. I think he can take the belt from whoever he wants to take the belt from, and there's only one person alive that can beat Cowboy Cerrone, and that's Cowboy Cerrone. Amen. But see, the thing is, that's that's a gamble that makes me not, you know, say that he will, um, because yeah, absolutely, I agree, he can definitely do it. It's just what day does he show up? But because yeah, no, I love Cowboy. Don't get me wrong, but I I, I don't know. Because, you know, he gets knocked out, and then the next fight he's in it, then instead of continuing in it, whether he's been out doing his thing, so he's like, fuck it, I don't care, and then he comes to fight, he's nowhere to be seen. And you can't just keep it consistent for a run. That's the thing, you can't keep it consistent. And it's, I think 
it's the the pressure of the title fights that bring yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, it seems like the shit talk does kind of get to him a lot too. Or oh, yeah. or e- even if it doesn't get to him a lot, there's one certain thing that does, and then it that's it. It's like he's cool with everything else. It's just one certain little thing. Then it's that that one Jenga piece, you know. That's the thing is finding that missing piece, right? It's always finding that missing piece of the puzzle. And I think for Cowboy, it's just it's much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And it always seems like right whenever he, he, he really is putting everything together, he's really stringing everything together, he's on a tear. Something comes up, right? Like uh, the, the last big like life crisis he had was when he thought his uh, was his grandma or his mom uh, was going to pass away. So I mean, like it's 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 always either. He mentally screws himself where he, I believe it was the, uh, the Pettis fight where he said he just wasn't having fun anymore. He right. stopped going out. He stopped base jumping and, and like uh, water skiing and all that stuff, jet skiing. He stopped basically having fun and being his normal self. And because of that, he over-focused, over-trained, and went in there and got worked. Oh, yeah. So, and I think that's the case for a lot of fighters. It's, it's a matter of not only being the best at what you do, but being able to be the best at what you do without overtraining mm-hmm. and without doing the Darren Till and drinking your own Kool-Aid too much. Hey, there you go. Um, Anderson Silva and Roy Jones, what do you think? Oh, dude. I know you saw that post-fight. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know I want that. <laughs> He's, what, what are the chances? I don't think it ever happens, but I think if it does happen, it'd be, a, it'd be an amazing spectacle. Oh, yeah. Do you think um, they'll try to do another... It'll be like a mix of MMA boxing? I think that would be dope. I do. I do. I think that they I think they would try and go with that card concept and try and hype it up the way that they did uh, Mayweather and McGregor. Oh, yeah, dude. And what I would love to see, too, would be... Um, they do kind of like actual from their roster, the UFC. That would be awesome. But the thing is, I don't know who they could pull for the boxing with that, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I, and that's the thing is, I don't really know enough names in boxing to, to say, oh, let's do this guy and have him fight this guy. I know, like, you're your bigger names, but the thing is, are your bigger name boxers going to come into a, a kind of mixed event like that? I don't necessarily know. Exactly, because, you know, from what I was gathering, the older heads in boxing, at least for the McGregor fight, they were no-go. Yeah. They look down on it, like masturbating on a plane. <laughs> it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Dude, I, um... No I, kicks? Yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw Anderson Silva, this article, he was, I guess, twerking in high heels in a bra. What? Yeah, it was on, I think, Bloody Elbow. <laughs> they said something about strippers could be involved or something, but I think that was a joke. Did you? Um, I don't know if you follow um, Elias Theodoro. I, I think so on Twitter. I think I do. Did you um, see the thing that he was posting? I don't know if he was just blowing smoke out of the glass or if it was uh, to it. But is it true that Invicta are going to have ring boys? <laughs> And if so, what are the odds of, of uh, Elias Diodoro getting a second job? I, I I would love that, actually. That would be hilarious. Uh, I think that was more of a joke, but 
I would I say think so too, but part of me kind of wants to to see where they go with that. That would be amazing. I would say um, Elias has ninety eight percent chance that uh, for sure that's him all day. I'll be honest. Um, I I think that turned some heads, man. And I think if they if they started, you know, even even getting more ballsy and brave with it, maybe throw some light heavyweight boys in there. Maybe oh. some heavyweight. <laughs> I know if you put Tyson Pedro in there carrying a number around, <laughs> my girlfriend would watch Invictus. Oh, dude, that's her man crush. That's a great one for her too. He's he's a monster. I'm not I'm not mad at it, dude. He at least it's not like one of those guys where it's like, man, what's he got that I don't have? Can right. Crush another human skull with his bare fingers. I mean, that's enough. And he's younger. He is, yeah. He's younger. <laughs> All right. I mean, just my reason, but <laughs> new, improved. The list goes on, obviously. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the Ring Boys would be hilarious, dude. In my opinion. I think it's. I I agree with exactly what Elias said. I think it's equal opportunity. You know? Oh yeah, just like on. Um, King of the Hill, he uh, what was it? Dale worked at Hooters. Yep. Equal opportunity, baby. 